You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today we're going to talk about narcissism talking about the abuse. When you've experienced this thing called narcissistic abuse, it is normal and healthy to want to talk about your experiences, what you're going through, what you've been through, and how that narcissistic person isn't at all who you believed them to be. However, we come up against what I will call the illusion versus the reality. Narcissists, especially covert and vulnerable narcissists and borderline personalities, are masters at weaving the illusion of who they are, which in no way matches the reality. The people who know them from the outside just see the presentation and never really see what happens behind closed doors. But just because people don't see what happens behind closed doors doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, this is the dilemma that victims of narcissistic abuse are in. Oftentimes they're not believed. People might tell them, oh, he seems like such a nice guy, or he's such a sweet person, or I can't really believe he or she would be capable of doing the things that you're describing. There's a type of invalidation that can come with being a victim of narcissistic abuse. We often suffer in silence because there's no bruises or cuts on our skin. Instead, the wounds are deeply embedded on our psyches. We might question ourselves if this was even abuse, or are we just overly sensitive? The narcissist will deny that there was any kind of abuse. If you talk about the abuse, the narcissist will say that you're just being a victim, you're being vindictive or overly sensitive, or just bitter that they moved on so fast. We have a whole new category that has emerged in the past 20 years called narcissistic abuse for a reason. I've specialized in narcissistic abuse for the past 15 years for a reason. It's a serious type of mental, verbal, psychological, and emotional abuse that tears people apart on the inside, even though they may still look okay on the outside. The majority of people who are victims of narcissistic abuse don't even have any idea what the term means. They find out towards the end of their relationships or after they've already been devalued and discarded. People can be pretty excited to have a name for what they're going through. But having a name for the insanity doesn't make it any less painful. In a typical domestic violence situation where, let's say, a woman is beaten by her husband 
Everybody who sees her knows that something is wrong. They see the cuts and the bruises, or the neighbors may hear the shouting and the violence happening, and they might even call the police. It's typical because the abuser can't deny he just hit her or threw her against the wall. He will admit to the abuse and maybe even apologize for it. Narcissists will rarely, if ever, admit to any kind of abuse. They didn't see it as abuse. In their reality, it's okay to rip somebody apart, to accuse them, to blame them, to find fault with them, to gaslight them, to undermine them, and to devalue them. And they blame the victim for the abuse. When the victim of abuse finally learns to draw boundaries and say no to the abuse, the abuser quickly jumps ship and moves on to the next victim. They never take any responsibility for it or even recognize it as anything they need to take responsibility for. The goal is to gain control over the person they are abusing, keeping them in the inferior position where they may feel less than or worthless or inadequate. If the person they're victimizing doesn't agree to this less than position, the narcissist will just find somebody else who will. Abusers like this are Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde personalities. They have two faces, one that they show the world and the one that emerges behind closed doors, only ever seen by few. As long as they can convince the masses that they are that external personality, they're kind, sensitive, caring, altruistic, gentle, they can convince themselves that they are these things. They will never admit or account for the damage that they do when they're raging. Narcissistic rage can show up in many different ways. There's always this internal inferno of rage within them, but it can be outright aggressive or passive aggressive. Nevertheless, the amount of rage the narcissist harbors is destructive to relationships. They can't contain their rage or master it in any kind of healthy way. Instead, they offload onto their nearest and dearest and let that person know it belongs to them. They are the cause. It's their fault. If they hadn't done this or that or if they'd only done this or that, it wouldn't have happened. The victim of narcissistic abuse becomes confused and uncertain of his or her reality. It's difficult to know exactly what's happening until there's enough education about narcissistic abuse to see the signs and put a name to what they're going through. I want to talk about the word victim for a moment. If a woman is raped, would you call her a victim of rape? Or would you tell her to stop being a victim and focusing so much negative attention on her rapist? In fact, if you want to go completely into spiritual bypass, one might even encourage the victim to forgive the rapist and stop talking so negatively about 
her experiences. This would be complete invalidation of the rape victim. She needs to talk about it. She needs to be angry. She needs to express her anger, her fear, and her disgust. She needs to talk about how powerless she feels. And if that rapist was never prosecuted, she needs to talk about the feelings of injustice of his never having to be accountable for his crimes. Rape is a crime. We all know this. Narcissistic abuse is not considered a crime because people don't understand it. And like rape, it happens behind closed doors where there is no evidence. Now, just because people in general don't understand narcissistic abuse, does this make the victim of such a sinister, covert abuse less a victim? Of course it doesn't. But this is how victims of covert abuse are often treated. The abuse is marginalized, and the victim of abuse is often accused of exaggerating or being too sensitive. Especially since, as a result of the abuse, the victim often has a very strong post-traumatic stress reaction and isn't quite herself anymore. She might be hypersensitive, fearful, feeling unsafe, unable to leave the house, unable to take care of herself, unable to work or be in social settings. She isolates and is going through a dark night of the soul in extreme emotional pain and intense anxiety. The narcissist is usually pretty vocal in his social circles about how crazy his ex-partner is. All the ways the narcissist found fault with the victim of abuse is quickly becoming public knowledge. She's such a drama queen. She's playing the victim. She's way too sensitive. She has too many issues or this problem or that problem, even accused of being a narcissist or having a mental illness. It's important to understand that the narcissist is always projecting. This means he accuses others of doing exactly what it is that he is doing or that she is doing. So it isn't surprising that the narcissist will be accusing the victim of all the heinous, terrible things that he did to her. Narcissists also never take responsibility for their actions or behavior. And so not only do they blame the victim, what we call blame shifting, but in projecting, they accuse the victim of doing what they are doing. And this is crazy making at its finest. In the end, the narcissist discards the victim of abuse like a piece of trash and replaces her almost immediately. The narcissist is usually grooming new supply while still in their relationship. So all they have to do is move on over to the person they've already groomed. Oftentimes there's several that have been groomed for the position. And this is really sinister if you think about it, but we don't. We don't think about this kind of behavior as sinister. The good-hearted people of the world project their own good-heartedness onto others and can't believe the narcissist, who looks so good on the outside, could be capable of anything sinister. Now, back to the question, should we talk about the abuse? 
Absolutely we should. A victim of abuse should never be silenced. And if a woman tells you that she's just come out of a narcissistically abusive relationship, believe her. Don't discount her. Don't invalidate her. Don't tell her what a wonderful man her abuser is. This is just furthering the abuse. Now, men are also victims of narcissistic abuse, and I've worked with a lot of men. It's even more difficult to take men seriously who talk about being abused at the hands of a woman. But men can be just as destroyed by narcissistic abuse as women are. Sometimes it can be confusing for others because both parties may say that they were abused because the victim of abuse is coming to terms with her abuse while the narcissist is projecting and accusing her of doing what he was doing. It's crazy making all the way around. So people that are kind of on the outside watching might ask, well, who do we believe, right? Well, all we have to do is look at their lives. The narcissist will move right into another relationship because he or she can't be without a supply source. And the victim of abuse will likely isolate. So when a narcissist says that he's been abused by his ex, but already in the honeymoon stages of his next relationship, this says a lot. A true victim of abuse can't even think about being in another relationship, let alone get into one. In fact, true victims of abuse take a very long time to heal and recover. And they don't get involved in another relationship for a very long time. Meanwhile, the narcissist is boasting on social media how great his life is and how in love he is with his new target. We often look at the narcissist as healthier because he isn't emotionally attached to his ex. He's moving on, seemingly happy, in love, and living his life, while the victim of abuse has dropped out. She's withdrawn, isolated, suffering from anxiety, PTSD, insomnia, and in the deepest pain of her life. When the victim of abuse begins to talk about her abuse, it's an important step for her healing. She's actually beginning to come to terms with what happened. She's also telling the truth about the other person. The narcissist is not innocent. It wasn't that it just wasn't a good fit. It was abusive. It was violent. It was very psychologically abusive. Many victims of abuse dedicate their lives to telling their stories, exposing narcissistic abuse, writing books, making videos, and the like, because they need to talk about it. And this was me. This is how I got into this work. We also feel a mission to expose narcissistic abuse and talk about how people are affected by it. The more we talk about it, and the more this sinister type of abuse is exposed, the less power the narcissist of the world will have. They may not be able to hide the abuse so masterfully. When we understand the way a narcissist's mind works, and what is typical of a narcissist, we begin to see the signs and the red flags. 
I want to make a very important statement. And this is people who have been narcissistically abused are victims of abuse. Let's not invalidate them further by accusing them of being a victim in a negative way. They are victims. They didn't ask for this. They thought they were getting someone who really loved and cared about them. They didn't know that their relationship was counterfeit. They didn't know the person they were in love with was incapable of loving them back. They didn't know they were being lied to or cheated on. They believed the narcissist was telling the truth. They believed that person was real and that their intentions were pure. We live in a pretty hostile world filled with victimizers. Some people use others for their own gain. Some people are master manipulators. Some people are destroyers. It doesn't matter how they got that way. What matters is that they are that way. And these kinds of people do a lot of damage. Narcissistically abusive people do a lot of damage and they never have to be accountable for it. They won't be arrested or go to jail for being narcissistically abusive. They will just continue their pattern of abuse. And if one person says no to the abuse, they will find another who will tolerate it. And this can happen between lunch and dinner. So let's be careful not to project our own goodness or values onto the narcissist and sociopaths of the world. These people are not good people. They're not loving. They don't care about you. They only use others for their own gain. We also need to be careful about feeling sorry for a narcissist or feeling guilty when we start to stand up for ourselves, call out the abuse, go no contact. Our own guilt and shame can really get in the way of our recovery. We have to realize that we are not a bad person and we're not doing anything wrong. This is what the narcissist wants us to believe about ourselves so he or she can have control over, over us or get us to be dependent on them. If you are a victim of narcissistic abuse, talk about the abuse, even if it's just with a counselor, a coach, or a good friend who can really listen and offer compassion and understanding. Stay away from people who invalidate you and try to normalize your breakup. Oh, it's too bad. Things didn't work out between the two of you. You seem like such a great couple. Talking about your abuse is not playing the victim. You were a victim. You're just talking about what you went through. The narcissist doesn't want you talking and he or she will do whatever they can to shut you down. They will try to get to your people before you can and paint a picture that invalidates you and your character. You have to be very careful about who you talk to about the abuse. This is why a trusted coach or counselor might be a good place to start. You have to build up your strength and get really clear 
about what happened. You have to come out of all that gaslighting, crazy-making insanity that was your relationship. You have to stop blaming yourself and feeling that you did something to cause this. You didn't do anything to cause this. This wasn't your fault. A narcissist does this to anyone that they get into an intimate relationship with. Right after the love bombing stage of a relationship where you think you've died and gone to heaven, you wake up in hell. Every victim of narcissistic abuse goes through this. There's no exceptions. Don't keep this to yourself. Don't keep your abuse a secret. Come out of the closet and talk about it. Don't feel you need to protect the narcissist. I guarantee the narcissist is not protecting you. A narcissist can be very calculating in their smear campaigns, dragging your name through the dirt in order to try and make themselves look like the hero. We live in a very narcissistic society and narcissistic abuse is huge on our planet right now. We need to spread the word and educate the people to this very deceptive, destructive, sinister behavior that comes into our lives as a wolf in sheep's clothing. There are wolves among us looking for the opportunity to come into our lives and rip us apart from the inside out. We need to learn to identify these people and protect ourselves from them. They are dangerous. Now, a narcissist can be pretty benign if you don't get close to them. It is typical the partners, the children, and others who live with them or work closely with them see their true colors. We can have a few narcissists in our social circle and they seem like pretty decent people. They can remain in your life in this capacity for a long time and you'd never know the damage they do behind closed doors to the people they're supposed to love the most. We need to understand that most narcissists of the covert variety don't seem like what we might think of as being a narcissist. They're not outwardly egotistical and all about themselves. They may, like I said before, appear kind, caring, altruistic, empathetic, and even emotionally available. You would have no idea that they are not what they appear to be. This is truly the insanity of narcissism, and this is why we fall prey to the narcissist. We simply don't see it in the beginning, but we always see it in the end. Even I, a specialist in narcissistic abuse, for 15 years have missed the signs. But because I do know so much about narcissists, I will eventually see it and be able to identify it. This will make it less destructive than someone who has no clue what is happening. They may just identify them as being angry, critical, judgmental, never satisfied, confusing, accusational, etc. Putting a name to the behavior helps us to understand that there is truly a pathological disorder going on that prevents that person from being able to offer us any kind of authentic love. As we come to understand this, 
We stop propping up the relationship with false hopes, believing that they will one day realize how valuable and important we are to them and change their ways. With a narcissist, this will never happen. We need to cut our losses and find a way to move beyond this to a place where we can be our authentic selves and align only with people who offer us authentic love. Now this may take time because going through narcissistic abuse offers us an opportunity to go very deep within ourselves and find those parts of ourselves that need healing and need the light of awareness shining on them. This is an opportunity for rebirth. This is an opportunity to learn how to have strong boundaries. This is an opportunity to develop greater self-love. We can emerge from these types of situations better, stronger, and more authentic. We can go on and live our best lives. This kind of abuse can be our greatest curse and our greatest blessing at the same time. We are not forever a victim. A victim is someone who's been victimized. A survivor is someone who recognizes the abuse and uses it to empower themselves. A thriver is someone who becomes better as a result of the abuse. These are all stages and we can get stuck in the first or the second stage pretty easily if we don't keep doing that inner work. We need to be careful not to make an identity as the victim of abuse. Yes, we were victimized. And no, we don't need to stay in that place. But we do need to acknowledge the abuse and how we were affected by it. We have to admit the truth to ourselves before it can set us free. If we skip over the part where we acknowledge how much we were hurt by the abusive nature of the narcissist, we open ourselves to either invite the narcissist back into our lives or get involved with another one. We have to acknowledge our pain in order to heal it. We also have to acknowledge that we didn't cause the abuse. It wasn't our fault. Once we can acknowledge that pain of the abuse, feel it and work through it, we can rise up to surviving the abuse and getting back into life again. But it may feel like we're learning to walk all over again. It may be scary and we may feel exceptionally vulnerable. And the final stage of recovery is that we find passion in our lives again. We thrive. We become a productive part of society. We inspire others and we live in our authenticity. We have even greater love shining from our hearts because in the end, we're not victims. We never let them take from us our capacity to love. We've found even greater love within ourselves and have so much more of our true selves to share with the world. I hope that this has been helpful for you. And if you are looking for support for counseling, coaching, and to go deeper into your own journey of recovery, please contact me at my website, NarcissismFree.com. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next podcast.